welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very rare episode, a, a rare Tuesday episode here on the Ballhawks podcast. Uh, I, I don't even need pleasantries today because I, I think we just get into it. I mean, on a day when Aaron Rodgers resets the quarterback money for $50 million a year, you would think that's what we're here to talk about. No, 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 no. John Schneider looked over and said, hold my beer, Aaron Rodgers. I got some things to do. Before we get to that, if you are on YouTube, if you're on our Facebook page, uh, jump in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this is probably, I can't remember a crazier day in the NFL than uh, than today. So if you'd like to jump in and Give us your thoughts on on some of the stuff that went down today. Hop in there. If you're on Twitter, you can still view. We won't be able to see your comments, but we appreciate uh, you joining in on the show. Anyways, uh, yeah, man, did John Schneider just like up the ante? And it's kind of funny. Like uh, you and I, Chris, were talking about this earlier that uh, you're not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, and it's really hilarious how he gets this massive four-year deal, $50 million per year, $200 million deal, 158 I think, guaranteed. And within hours, everyone was like, meh, whatever. Sucks to be you, Aaron Rodgers, because guess what? Fit hit the shan today. My goodness. Uh, I'm here with my guy, Chris Phillips, who is... Our, our Seahawks guy and uh, what what a just storm of things. Obviously, we'll start with the news of Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos uh, with a fourth round pick in exchange for quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive and Shelby Harris, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 second round pick. Um, I know I asked you this on our Google Hangouts, Chris, but uh, I, I think it's important. Uh, what what were your initial reactions? I, I know we, we always have these initial or like instant ra- reactions, and sometimes that matches what our, you know, end result reaction will be. And sometimes those just end up being those initial reactions. So what were your initial reactions to the big blockbuster that shook the NFL? Literal shock, disbelief. Um, I was at work when, thank, shout out to our friend Andrew. Um, he's actually the one that brought it to my attention. I, I hadn't seen it on Twitter yet. And he tagged oh, okay. Me in yeah, he tagged me in Adam Schefter's post. I was like, what does Andrew tag me in now? Like, <laughs> I think like maybe it would just be like a rumor or whatever. Right? Yeah. So you open up Twitter and I go, what? <laughs> what? And there's two other girls sitting in the uh, in the office with me, and they like look at each other. And one of them says to the other, "They go, is he talking to himself or is he talking to us? Like, do we respond?" <laughs> and I'm like, what "I'm talking to my phone." Yeah, and like one of the girls follows football, so I turn around and I look at her. I go, "Russell Wilson just got traded," and she goes, "What?" <laughs> just mirrors what you're saying (laughs) yeah like so i i was actually just about to get up and get out of the office 
to go actually do my job um, when I got the notification uh, from Andrew. And I then spent the next hour in my office, literally sitting in my chair, <laughs> not moving. Like, literally, like normally I'll like spin in my chair or, or like wiggle. A li- like I was not moving, just like scrolling Twitter being like, and, oh and that's God. not because of the hip, right? That's because of the shock. That's because of the shock. Okay, like, I literally, I, I texted one of my buddies being like, I literally can't function right now. Like, yeah. Um, this is like my, my entire like brain space was just taken up by what had transpired. And I mean, we were talking about it the other night, like on, on our Sunday had episode, ha- had this happened last season yeah it would have sucked and it would have hurt but there wouldn't have been i wouldn't have felt blindsided by yeah the trade right it happening today i truly did not think it was going to happen this off season i i mean Um, i i on our sunday episode i tried kind of baiting you into it and your line was I'm not talking about russell wilson trades this off season because we know from last off season that you were like Okay, maybe it'll happen. Okay, no, it's not gonna. It was like this, like teeter totter thing. And this season, I, I agreed with you kind of a little bit. I just wanted to, you know, surface it again, not thinking anything would actually come to fruition. Um, and you were like, "No, I, I am not engaging in Russell Wilson trade talks." And here we are, less than forty eight hours later, talking about Russell Wilson actually getting traded and not just trade talks, like. Yeah, that good word for that. Like I I watch a lot of Big Brother uh, Survivor and I I love the blind sides. Um, My my heart did go out to you as a, you know, sports fan. And we were just talking about this off air. You kind of or I mean, we discussed a lot of it where if he gets traded, he gets traded like you just hope that they recoup enough. But then it actually happens, and like, you know, you were tweeting about the only guy who's ever brought this franchise a Super Bowl, like a really just like humble dude, elite level player, and blindsided is just an absolute perfect word for it. And even though logistically you might be able to start wrapping your head around it, or maybe you have wrapped your head around it, we'll get into that in a minute, I don't think it hurts any less when you lose that icon of the franchise that is maybe the top icon this franchise has ever seen. Yeah. And I mean, the, the big brother reference is funny. It's like, did, did Russell Wilson just get, or maybe all the Seahawks fans just get like the, the, the old backdoor eviction. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like, and I, this is so weird. I'm just looking through our, our hangouts. Obviously I was uh, in the middle of teaching. I, I, I see my phone go off uh, before school starts. Um, Wow, Rogers contract, four years, two hundred million, one hundred fifty-three guaranteed from Chris Phillips. That was that was me. <laughs> that was from you. Uh, a, a couple messages, two messages from people in the group. Ten forty-five, and you were just so like I I could tell that maybe I probably shouldn't be responding to it, but it just says Russ to Denver. That that's like the classic. I can't believe I'm typing this, but I'm I don't know what else to say other than just Russ to Denver. Is that all I typed? Rust to Denver. That's all you. T- I and mean, I'm like, holy crap! Like, give me more. Like, you you can't do this to me. 
but that's mm-hmm. all I knew at the time. Right. That's all I, that's all, that, the only, uh, sorry, before I get any further, guys, to my fellow Seahawks <laughs> fans, <laughs> cheers, guys. It's time to crank a cold one yeah. for the Hawks. Yeah, get a, get a few of those in. Um, today has been a day. Yeah. Um, that's really all I knew. And you, cause you, that that's what you kept saying is like, well, like what's the return and like more, information. Right. Like, you just wanted more, more information and more and more and more. And like, I mean, so did I, that's why I spent an hour not moving, trying to find out what the hell was going on and what yeah. the return was. Um, but that's literally all it was, was Adam Schefter tweeting that Russell Wilson has been treated to Denver pending a physical and him signing off on his no trade clause. Um, he has passed his physical. He has signed off on his no trade clause. It's, um, it's so through, it hey? has, it's, it's official. Oh um, my goodness. The, other, the other players coming back the other way. So the players going from Denver to Seattle, they have to pass their physical to make it, you know, I guess officially official. Um, and of course it can't be official until the first day of the new right. year, which I think I saw May 16th or something like that. It, it, it was kind of like when um, uh, the Goff Stafford trade happened. It tra- happened, you know, well before everything, but it didn't become official. I, d- I don't know why the hell yeah. they do that. Maybe it's for like money and, and contractual reasons, but it, it's done. It, it's signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered. Russ is yours, Denver. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I just... I mean, we, we were talking about it the other day. Um, every player does have, have a shelf life. And um, every team tries to get some sort of return for that asset before that player on the shelf reaches their best before date. And that's what the Seahawks did here. They did it. They did it. Um, obviously, they didn't want to next year run into the do we pay Russ 45 to 50 million a year? They didn't want to have that conversation. Um, and they got out ahead of it and, and, and made a trade, uh, which according to Jeff uh, was a great trade. Great um, trade. Jeff, you and I, you and I have been going back and forth on over this all day. Um, <laughs> you, you know, my thoughts on it. Um, is Jeff a fellow Seahawks fan? He is. Yeah. Okay. Wilson's costs far exceed his value. He said, I disagree. I, di- I disagree. I mean, uh, uh, that that's a tricky one because I mean, it, what he costs costs the rest of the team to have to sacrifice somewhere else. So there there is definitely that aspect that this opens up a whole lot of cap space for the Seahawks to potentially um, be aggressive in other areas, whether that be free agency, uh, whether that be uh, I mean, I mean, they have draft capital now, other trades they can make. So th- they have options. But as far as calling it a great trade, I don't like the return. Um, Ryan saying he, okay. he's thankful <laughs> he owns a 12 jersey and a Russ, so we'll be okay in our house. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got my Russ on tonight. Who would have thought that two episodes in a row I'd be wearing a throwback Seahawks jerseys with my Hasselback on Sunday and my Russ tonight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I'm uh, running out of current players. I'm I'm down to just DK Metcalf again. 
So and you never know. Uh, I mean, I did throw oh, that out there on. Dude. I did throw that. Look, it, it sounds ridiculous to even think about it, but as we saw, I mean, we'll get into this one a little later. But uh, according to your message, I'm sure you saw it, or within minutes, ten forty-five, Russell Wilson gets traded. Uh, Six twenty. Uh, in my vehicle, on on the way in to play volleyball, I see the news that Bobby Wagner is released, freeing up a bunch of cap. You you kind of alluded to this long ago. Um, man, if somebody went to work at 10.30 today and put in their full eight hours, they're getting off work as a Seahawks fan. And if they didn't have a device there, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, right? the, the world has changed, but... Um, I, I, I guess we we or I, I guess I asked you a question about value and did you like the trade? What was your instant reaction? So, what do you think of the return value for Russell Wilson? You get three players out of it. You get four picks. You're giving up a mid round pick in return, uh, and I don't know how the contracts work, but I'm guessing it frees a, a ton of cap. I, I I haven't looked at any cap ramifications other than Bobby. So what, what do you like and dislike about the value? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely frees up a lot of cap space. I'm just, sorry, I'm just going to pull up uh Russell because it, it does leave Seattle with a with dead pretty money. hefty de- dead cap number for, uh, for Russ going to Denver. Uh, what's the dead cap this year? Jeff is asking you here while you're looking that up. He said, I lost Wagner. I need a new one. The other four I have are gone. Chris, do you still have the short shirt? Maybe I got you. I don't remember what shirt you got me, Jeff. Maybe you'll have to throw that in the comments. <laughs> Doesn't sound very promising, though. <laughs> um, I, I want to say the dead cap number for Russ is like thirty-three million or something crazy. They were like twenty-six million or like it, it, it's hefty for sure. Um, but the Seahawks with these moves, they've moved up to like. 49 million in cap space or the the third highest um in, in cap space oh okay um i don't like the return drew lock is not good nope uh nope, he's, he's a 25 not. year old yeah he's a 25 year old quarterback who has a career 25 touchdowns and 20 interceptions Oof. um i mean he He's owed just over just north of a million dollars this year, and if they cut him, there's no dead cap. Um, so, uh, wait, you've never worn that hat? No, this is literally <laughs> the first time I put this hat on. Well, That's not so the funny. first time I've put it on, but the first time I've worn it for, I guess, any sort of significant amount of time. It's never left my house. This hat. Um, so yeah, not happy with the the Drew and Drew Locks a pending free agent after this year. So it's like. So you acquired a arguably third string quarterback. I, um, but I, I can. So I, I, sorry to cut you off there. I, I understand that move from both parties perspectives. Like you're not keeping Drew Locke when you know he's never going to play. He's still on his rookie contract. So he's still trying to prove his way there. The The Seahawks have Geno Smith, but you want and I know Drew Locke is just not shown that he can be a good quarterback but there's at least some sort of hope there he gets to go compete in the Seahawks dressing room it's kind of like a very very uh 
poor chanced lottery ticket, essentially. Like, maybe change of scenery develops it. At the very least, you're just bringing another camp arm in. Uh, you can't leave him in Denver at all for that. Yeah, he was obviously a... a it was know, a throw in, I think. Yeah, we don't yeah. need him here. You take yeah. him. Um, Shelby Harris, I think, is uh, probably the... actually. Shelby Harris is the worst of the three players involved in this trade, believe it or not, as much as little as I think about Drew Locke. Um, Shelby Harris is a 31-year-old defensive end with a career 22 and a half sacks. He comes to Seattle uh, also on the last year of his contract, so he's a pending free agent. He has a $12 million cap hit. Really? Like if you go to spot, yeah, wow. if you go to spot track. Like right on spot track, it's like potential out for his contract is this season. (laughs) Oh, so I'm just looking on over the cap and I I don't know how they manage these things, but it says Shelby Harris has an $8 million cap hit. Not, not that that's attractive in any way for a a defensive lineman over the age of 30. Um, Oh, sorry. I, I was actually looking at it wrong anyways myself. On spot track, he has just south of eleven million dollar cap hit. Huh. But if they cut him, it's an eleven million dollar dead cap. So he's on yeah. the roster, guaranteed. Yeah. The out is next year, uh, when the dead cap drops down to three million. So he's he's playing for Seattle this year. Yeah. Um, and then Noah Fant, which twenty four year old tight end who has played well in the past. He's has struggled with some injuries. Um, so hopefully he can get past that. Um, but again, young player coming up for an extension soon. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, there is the fifth year option there. Cause he is a, he was a first round pick. Uh, so Seattle's obviously going to pick up the fifth year option. So he's under club control for at least two seasons. Um, but then, I mean, tight ends are getting paid lately. So yeah. that's going to be another guy that's probably looking at, you know, eight to 10 million a year in a year from now 12 to 18 months so yeah it it kind of it kind of surprised me in terms of like if you're gonna get player assets instead of pick assets like i do like noah fant in terms of you know they don't have really an established tight end they arguably have never really had an established tight end um I like that he's young. I like that he's under team control. I like that pick, but you would you would think the other ones would also be like part of the rebuild solution instead of like in a year you're like, okay, so essentially we got Noah Fant for one more year and like two extra picks coming our way. Um, I was just looking at, the, and this again, I, I don't know how accurate these things are, but over the cap has the Seahawks dead money at almost $37 million. Now 26 is Russ, but there's $36 million is a lot of money that you could be allocating to who knows, like go get the most prized free agent for the next couple of years. Like it just mind boggling. I all, it's probably a good time to, to mention the fact that I absolutely hate the NFL's, dead cap when you trade a guy away it should be that's their contract they take it we're we're kind of wiping our hands clean of it why why do they have to pay for anything to do with russell wilson that should be a new team's problem to deal with 
because it, it's Seattle that gave him the guaranteed money. It's Seattle. I, that I know paid why. Already, I, I know right? why they do it. I just think it's stupid I, that it counts I know what against you're the cap. Too. Like it, that should not count against the cap. If they if they wanted like the team and club to pay for that guaranteed money, whatever. That's just like checks that billionaire owners have to write. I'm not concerned about that. But like from a competitive standpoint, like make that a a non-issue when it comes to cap space. You probably see a lot more trades too, which would be super fun. <laughs> D- depends well, what for, side of the trade you're on <laughs> for some people right uh, r- rightly or wrongly trades are exciting even if you're the team that gets fleeced you might be angry about it but it's still an exciting part of sports like it's why we all play madden we're like trying these unrealistic trades like oh what can i get for this person and like i'm not saying anybody got fleeced here um, i don't think there was a fleecing and, and don't get me wrong i am excited like draft day just got a hell of a lot more exciting Two picks in the top 41. Seattle holds the number nine overall pick now. That's a big pick. Is Seattle going to walk away with Kayvon Thibodeau? Are they going to walk away with Sauce Gardner? Like, are they going to get trade back and get Malik Willis or Tyler Linderbaum? Or like, who's Seattle going to end up with now? I don't know, but it's it's exciting. So this draft in particular, I see a lot of the, the top 10. You are like you're almost guaranteeing yourself a blue chip player, which has got to be exciting from a franchise that just lost two icons, getting a guy you can start. I mean, we all know it's going to be DK Metcalf. That's going to be kind of the face Jamal Adams probably as well, but you're going to be getting like a face of the franchise blue chip player to kind of like spark this rebuild. Like you can call it a rebuild retool. Um, I, I think you're right. They got, you might not like the entire value of it, but they got some really important pieces in the next two drafts. And considering they're probably not going to be the greatest this year, um, these two drafts and our, our buddy Ted uh, kind of stress the importance of these two drafts are going to be the most important thing that John Schneider does in his entire life. If you trade the face of your franchise and you get four picks in the first two rounds out of them you cannot absolutely cannot miff on any of these picks you have to hit i would say three of the four if not four of the four uh or else you're probably looking at you're out of a job in in two years if you don't i'm not even i'm not even giving john shatter two drafts if him and pete mess it up this year they're gone oh hey seattle yeah Another one. <laughs> we might have Told to take you, a, there's going to be alcohol, guys. <laughs> we might have to take a pee pee break in this shortened episode. <laughs> um, um, th- that's interesting to see. Like, uh, and I think I don't. I don't know. We'll see as the draft gets closer. If you uh, maybe aren't as emotionally invested in that statement, or maybe that statement just stays true. Like John Schneider does not hit this draft. And, you know, propel this team with at least hope where the guys you are drafting, you need to get a blue chip player with that that first pick this year. Um, You need to get another quality starter with 41. Or if you're moving around the board, like those first two picks have to be players that your fan base can look at and say, so you're, you're telling me there's a chance 
And we've got next year loaded up with picks where that's going to be the one that kind of propels us to that next level. And to let's give him full credit. If that happens and you turn a rebuild in two years, hats off to you. And we're going to look back on this in two years and say it, it, it sucked in the time when Russell Wilson got traded, but damn, you knew what you were doing. You hit on your draft picks. You turned us into a contender almost immediately. That doesn't really happen in sports that often. No. And, and I mean, again, like I said the, the other night too, if Seattle's going to do this, they have to do this with a top for a top 20 pick this year to give them that opportunity to find the quarterback of the future. Yeah. And it sounds like, it sounds like they probably fell in love with someone at the combine. I've heard. Now that's a little dangerous. That's dangerous at nine to trade your franchise guy. Only person who's ever hoisted a Super Bowl uh, trophy to, if you traded to like two or one or even three, I could say, okay, like, you know, it's not quarterback heavy. So I yeah, can see that you're I, almost I, like guaranteeing yourself. And that's what I was going to say. It's not a quarterback draft, right? Right. Edge rushers and DBs and offensive linemen. Like it's not a heavy quarterback class. So, I mean. But but I'm, we I'm know it's a quarterback sport. league. Like what? There, there are teams that are going to look at this move and say, Oh, damn, we got a leapfrog. Like, we absolutely have to leapfrog the Seahawks because there's a damn good chance that they are not kidding around. And if Malik Willis is their guy or if um, Kenny Pickett is their guy, if Sam Howell is their guy, I think draft day just got so much more exciting uh, for See, two the, reasons the, for the me. Other- One, I, I think the the lack of quarterback run just got a lot more crazier if you were a Pittsburgh Steelers at 20 being like damn now that's a for sure team that needs a quarterback now we got to do something that's one thing two my team already has a quarterback so the more picks that go quarterback in the first 13 picks means blue chip players are falling to my team so I I'm (laughs) ecstatic with this yeah and and, I mean who knows I I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle trades back from nine, but they stay within the top 20 still. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, and you know what? That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like, let's say um, let's say Houston isn't in love with their quarterback and they trade back. Let's say uh, Detroit realizes finally that Jared Goff is not the quarterback of the future. Let's say Carolina, New York, uh, Giants, Atlanta. All of those teams are ahead of the Seahawks. If those guys go... And Ryan, this is a good thing for Ryan's question here, saying like there there basically has to be a game plan. You can go in there with a game plan, but if all of those teams want quarterbacks or just some of them, or if another team like Washington sitting at 11 looks to Chicago, uh, uh, to, to the New York Giants, one of their picks and says, hey, you got your quarterback. We still love Malik Willis. You took Kenny Pickett, but we love Malik Willis. We need to jump in front of Atlanta and Seattle we're going up to get our guy. Like there's just so many what ifs now in, in where Seattle got their pick compared to like other teams where they could move around the draft board. And so if Seattle doesn't see their quarterback there and their game plan goes out like out the window and they're like, you know, we're not just picking uh, Desmond Ritter 
just because he's the next available quarterback. Like we're not wasting a top 10 pick doing that. Yeah, you might want to trade back a few spots if you're like, we're comfortable with six guys on the board right now. Let's trade back. Let's get future assets. And even though, Chris, you would be a little disappointed that they're not nailing this draft, when you're piling assets like that, I love that strategy. I'm honestly, I'm I'm giving them these next two drafts. I, I was talking to it uh, or to a guy at work today. I was like, if Seattle wants to stockpile edge rushers, DBs, and offensive linemen this draft and punt a quarterback until next year, I'm fine with that. Figure it out for this year. Please don't play Drew Locke, but find someone to play this year and punt a quarterback until next year. I'm I'm okay with that. Right. Because you can stockpile so many other important positions with young players on rookie contracts um, that if you find the quarterback next year, okay. And I, I don't even think that... I think that might even be for a rebuild. I think that is like maybe even a better situation where you're stockpiling, like you said, maybe a, a blue chip or or a franchise tackle or another edge rusher, or like you said, a, a, a number one DB. And you're kind of building all of the pieces around and then you find your quarterback. Then you're in contention window for three to five years because you're, you're paying the other guys and your quarterback is still on a low contract. Like, it's not the worst case uh, in the world. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they they need to find a new middle linebacker too. Like yeah. that, that's gonna, <laughs> going to be a, an important position now for this draft, right? So right. unless they plan on moving Jordan Brooks inside, I can't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that kind of was what he was drafted to do was to replace Bobby. But I don't know. They're, like, it, like I said, the, the draft got a hell of a lot more exciting. Um I don't love the return. I'm excited about the draft picks and the and the prospects of what that can become. Yeah. I don't love the players that came back to Seattle in, you gotta in like that Noah trade. Fant. I I like Noah Fant, but is the, the the contract situation kind of Right. It's like kind of like like not, it's like the Jamal Adams situation all over again. It's like yeah. trade two picks for Jamal Adams. But instead of doing like a sign-in trade, we're just going to trade for him and deal with it later and now you know it's like Jamal Adams being like, well, I mean, I have all the leverage because I know you guys aren't going to let me walk after trading two first-round picks for Right. Me. So, yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like going into next year, Seattle has two, dra- two first-round picks next year because they get their own draft picks back next yep. year, right? Two so, first and two. Um, do they have two seconds as well? I haven't looked into that. Yeah. So they yeah. have four picks in most likely. I mean, we're just kind of guessing they're going to have four picks probably in the first hmm, 64 picks yeah i mean definitely definitely 64 picks i was thinking more like top 50 potentially um the broncos is probably going to be later in that but they're going to at least have three picks uh in the top 40 probably which is so much ammunition if you love a quarterback or um for whatever reason um, yeah, R- Richard Sherman seems to think that uh, this is Seattle gearing up to make a move uh, to get into the sweepstakes uh, for Deshaun Watson. You know what? I heard that a few times, and I I don't see it. I, I don't see it either. Um, but again, I didn't see Russ being traded. 
Uh, I didn't see Brady moving. I didn't see Matthew Stafford moving. Like we talked about this at the start of the last offseason. The fact that quarterbacks are starting to move around, like this never happens. Guys like Tom Brady don't move around that often. Guys like Matthew Stafford don't get traded. Russell Wilson's don't get traded. Um, it, it's exciting. And it uh, looks like we have a, a question here from Ryan. I think this will be a quick question. So uh, now that today has happened, Aaron Rodgers and Russ both finalizing their sagas. What does that mean for Lamar, Kyler, etc.? I think the Rodgers and Russ thing has absolutely no impact on Lamar or Kyler. Aaron Rodgers has an impact on it because he reset the quarterback market. Um, obviously, for two young guys looking to get their mega deals, that's obviously going to drive their price up. Um, other than that, Russ has no impact on where those guys are going. Lamar's not going anywhere. Kyler Murray isn't going anywhere. <laughs> what is he going to do? Go back to baseball? Go for it. I don't see that happening either. So I don't think that has any impact other than just the contract that both those guys get. Um, and he also said there should be no sweepstakes for Watson. But if you remember, savvy old greasy Fisher over here decided in the last week of eligibility to pick up a one Deshaun Watson. And if he happens to play for a good team next year, I got myself a little bit of a a lotto ticket sitting in my on my bench that who knows but it, it would be hard to start him because by all accounts he's kind of greasy just a little bit and and who knows he, he might still get suspended nobody knows that right i i heard i can't remember where i heard it but uh apparently in the next couple weeks they're saying there's going to be some sort of a decision I remember them last off season saying like, Oh, like it'll happen within a month or something like that. So to be honest, yeah. I don't really care if the guy plays again. So good, good yeah. riddance. Yeah. <sighs> um, so obviously the other one we got to talk about and uh, you, you kind of saw this coming. The, the Seahawks are going to save $16.6 million in cap space uh, by releasing Eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro middle linebacker Bobby Wagner. Man, when it rains, it pours. Same draft class they get brought in in 2012. Same day they said, you know what, we are... And to, to their credit, they are going all-in on this idea of, like, we're starting a new era. It just is what it is. We're freeing up a ton of cap space. We are planning for the future, and we're trying to to make the next great Seahawk team. It just doesn't include two uh, future Hall of Famers and uh, icons of the franchise. Yeah, um, the the last two remaining. It's kind of why I'm, I'm wearing the Super Bowl hat. Actually, is uh, Russ and Bobby were the last two standing from the Super Bowl team. They're the uh, only two. And, only two really They're wow. the last two players last that two makes players it even worse <laughs> remaining from the super bowl team wow and uh yeah so i mean russ got traded and then of course some of uh, the I, I saw a tweet being like last man standing with a picture of bobby i'm like 
Everyone's coming for your head, saying you jinxed it when he gets cut or released. Yeah, well, not expected it to happen the same day. Like, Jesus like not even not even eight hours later, uh, like eight yeah. hours, and you've completely changed the the landscape and what Seattle Seahawks football looks like going forward. Yeah, I mean, Bobby is like first ballot Hall of Fame, like. Nobody should wear the number 54 again. He's an absolute legend in Seattle. And I I, I tweeted this, um, but I, I hope uh, Bobby goes to some team with a big national presence, like the Dallas Cowboys uh, or something, something like that. Like, just no, no because I, I want Bobby to get the recognition that he deserves. He's been the most underrated linebacker or most underrated player in the NFL for the last 10 years. Everyone's spending all their time talking about Luke Keekley. Oh, Luke Keekley's so good. And they're all jerking <laughs> off to Luke Keekley. And nobody's given Bobby the respect that he deserves. So I want him to go to somewhere that he's going to get the national attention and the recognition that he deserves. Don't point to yourself. You're just some, you're just some guy in small town British Columbia, buddy. Like, no, you, I, you want him to be recognized. There is one linebacker out there that is nationally recognized you want to come to a franchise where people think middle linebackers i'm doing the blake shelton come to us baby come to us go to baltimore oh my goodness i would you'll get attention there because of lamar absolutely right i i would die i would die and go to heaven if we got b wags i love the way that dude i love the way he plays and that defense for as many good pieces as they have they struggled to tackle. Well, guess what? I know a guy that knows how to tackle. I know I know a blue chip Hall of Fame player that you probably are going to get for the next four years of, of solid play. Come on down, Bobby. We got a spot in that defense for you. Move Patrick Queen over to the, the, the weak side linebacker. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I would I would actually lose. I, I will podcast an episode on the spot wherever I am, even if I'm in the middle of teaching. I'm, I'm jumping on live. <laughs> screw, <laughs> screw these kids. <laughs> the, you guys got to learn. This is happening right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Run, go, go check out. I, I saw it. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Ryan, you are um, a piece of work. <laughs> I just, I, it, it sucks. It, it sucks that it happened in the same day. Um, I mean, a lot of people are saying like, oh, Bobby hurts more. Russ still hurts more because it was a blind side. Bobby, I saw coming. Yeah. Um, so Bobby was just kind of like, oh, like today's the day you decided to do that. <laughs> Which I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. It, it, it's uh, smart business by the Seahawks being like, hey, we're going to trade our franchise quarterback. And let's see if we can quietly just cut Bobby Wagner. <laughs> let's just see if this one like slides under the radar. No, not happening. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably should have started with Bobby, and then like did the rush trade in the afternoon. But like, whatever. Yeah, I'd... potato, it, potato. At least, at least he got you know released and was making news on our fifty fourth episode. What? How ironic can that be? Shut up, Steve. <laughs> oh man it's a it's a tough day it's hey man it's business it is what it is um i mean it's just i don't know in 
when when Pete Carroll first came to Seattle, everyone doubted Pete Carroll. Everyone questioned the hire by the Seahawks. No one thought that he would be here for when he's been in Seattle for 11 or 12 years, something like that. Like he's been in Seattle for longer yeah. than Russ was. Yeah. Right. Like no, nobody expected him to last this long in Seattle. Everyone said it, it wasn't going to work. Everyone questioned John, the John Schneider hire. Um, the 2012 draft when they drafted Bobby and Russ was given an F yeah. by the media, like <laughs> an F the worst grade you can get the Seahawks got for their 2012 draft. <laughs> you can't get a G or an H people like it. <laughs> no, that's no. the bottom of the barrel. Don't go down any further. Yeah. Nobody was Mel Kuyper was mad, mad about the Seahawks draft pick. And like they got, they got Bobby Wagner in the second round. They got Russell Wilson in the third round. Like in the third round. And I know you, and got, I think that was the, the draft. They drafted, uh, Bruce Irvin in the first round or something like that. Like, I'm oh, I thought he was sure. twenty. He was twenty eleven. I feel like uh, either way. Like you, you did tweet this out that it, hope is always there. Like when you can get a Bobby Wagner and a Bruce, Russell Bruce Wilson. Ir- Sorry to cut you off. Bruce Irvin was twenty twelve. Was he? What a draft! Like yeah. that might go down as across any team one of the best drafts ever. Like you got three okay, let, let impact me... players. Call out some of the other Seahawks draft picks that year, then, because there's Russ in the third. Yeah. Uh, Robert Turbin. I mean, he was journeyman. He was journeyman yeah. running back, special teams guy. Jay Howard, what D tackle? No, nope. couldn't tell you much about him. <laughs> uh, Corey Toomer couldn't tell you much about him. And if their families uh, are listening to this, we apologize. Yeah, sixth round, Jeremy Lane. He was, um, I mean, he was a good DB for the Seahawks. He was part of the, you know, LOB years. Um, pretty sure he was, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he was a big reason, actually, why Seattle lost Super Bowl 49. Because uh, he, he, no, because he, he broke his arm. He got hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't like a, a scapegoat. He got hurt. And broke, like, <laughs> Thanks, and, bud. <laughs> uh, it had to leave the game. Uh, J.R. Sweezy in the seventh round. He was, I mean, he was a starting offensive lineman. Quality lineman. For, for the Seahawks. So, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, for the Seahawks to get an F for that trap <laughs> um, is absurd. I mean, two Hall of Famers came out of, came out of that draft, right? Which, I mean, hindsight, but... It uh, just we we have to trust the process. We have to have patience. I mean, Seattle hasn't had this amount of cap space and this much draft capital since 2012. Right. So and, let's see what they people can have, do. People have to remember that the NFL's cap space is a very interesting thing because. Um, Year to year, you can roll over. I don't know how much cap. I don't know if it's all of the remaining cap that you don't use, but there is rollover cap that follows you into future years. So if you're clearing this up, um, don't go spending frivolously. Like be bad for a year, have some growing pains, load up with talent next year. Like we were talking about four picks in the first two rounds. Uh, and then start adding some of those pieces when you have all of that rollover cap going forward and forward and forward. And that's when you start, you know, loading up with players 
that you can pick up um, because you have all of that cap space. Like it, it sucks in the moment. And I know, I know Chris was kind of, you know, highlighting some Seahawks fans who are burning their Jersey and this and that. And, uh, your, one your, guy. your comment they to me was Russell Wilson Jersey. I'm like, you clown, like go have another temper tantrum. Oh, and, and yeah. by the way, Seattle. Another one. <laughs> and we're just 44 minutes into this bad boy. Um, it, you know, your comment was perfect. If you are getting that angry where you are telling the Seahawks to F off on Twitter, it's time to put the phone down, put the device down, um, maybe stop drinking uh, because you're clearly an angry drunk. Um, don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> don't you tell me how to do this. My hip hurts and my heart hurts, okay? <laughs> I'm sitting my, here my on a <laughs> I'm sitting here on a donut watching all my Hall of Famers <laughs> <laughs> leave the damn building. Let me have another Bud Light, pal. <laughs> oh, good lord. I've got the can of Biofreeze ready to go in case the hip acts up. Like, come on, man. Just spray oh. some like on your temples. Like maybe my brain will stop working. Maybe the pain will go away. Oh. I wonder if it'll make my beer even colder. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it in your beer. Put no, it, don't put it in the beer. Put it on the and, outside of the beer. That's it. Like the Seahawks um, Twitter account tweeted out the the video from oh, Castaway of like Tom my Hanks. My God, is that Wilson. funny? And so funny. It's but so, so funny. many people like so. It's hilarious. I saw it and I laughed immediately. I didn't get upset at all. And there's so many people replying to the Seahawks Twitter account telling them to f off and delete this and bad <laughs> take and and read the room and blah, blah. I'm like, no, like you read the room. <laughs> like this isn't as serious as you think it is guys. Like I love Russell. I, I love Russell Wilson, but it's not as serious as you guys think it is. Stop making it out to the, like, I get it. Emotions are funny and, and they do funny things to people, but telling some social media manager on twitter to f off because you didn't like a post they made it's not pete carroll behind the seahawks twitter account you guys like even if it was that's even funnier like that's literally even funnier i I said to one person i'm like whoever runs the seahawks social media account was probably just as blindsided as the rest of right so like i I think they're trying to take some fun out of this scenario right like it's not that serious and like that's why they're a social media manager that was such a perfectly timed <laughs> tweet that like I don't run social media. Like I have my personal account. We have the, the, the ball Hawks account, but like there's a reason why my Twitter account doesn't do as successful as a Seahawks Twitter <laughs> account because they hire somebody that went to school for that shit. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just, they, that tweet was so perfectly timed and like tongue in cheek, like Wilson, where are you? Like, it's just, well, didn't, didn't the Broncos tweet something out first and this was like a response did, yeah. to it? Like, yeah, I, I'm the, sorry, the, if you can't see the the humor in, uh, you know, like you said, tongue in cheek, taking it kind of as it is. Like, no matter what you do, no matter how vulgar you are on social media, it is not going to bring Russell Wilson back. So you know what? Let's ease our pain with a little bit of humor. Like, I, I just whoever runs that social media account needs to get a damn raise because whether it was bad publicity for like some of these, you know, butthurt Seahawk fans 
or whether it was good publicity for the more logically reasonable Seahawk fans, uh, they were blown up today. They were they were the oh, yeah. center of attention for for better or for worse. Uh, and I'm I'm the same way as you, Chris. Like if my team gets a big loss or or something like that, and somebody's able to have like this like cheeky little remark to it that's like whimsical. Good for you. Like good for you. You. I thought they read the room perfectly. And it's not like they tweeted it immediately after Schefter announced it. It was like two hours later. So it's like <laughs> you've had some, and th- that was kind of my perspective from it. It's like, I've had some time to process this. And as I get more and more time to process it, the more and more like the emotional response comes out of it. And it, it becomes more like, a, okay, like I see what it, why they did this or whatever, but like, I saw that tweet. It was two hours after the, the trade was announced. And I'm like, okay, that that's good. Like, that's good. Yeah. And, and for me, it was like, thank you guys for putting a smile on my face. Like right. in what is a, you know, really cr- crappy situation where they just traded arguably my favorite player. I mean, the best quarterback to ever play for the Seahawks. Right. Um, to be able to like see something, in reference to that player and to that trade and be able to laugh and have a smile on your face. Like you have to appreciate those moments. Yeah. Um, I was just, this is hilarious. I didn't even see this on Twitter earlier today. So Jimmy's famous seafood in Baltimore, uh, another really, really great Twitter account. I I love hearing their stuff. They tweet out what's up at B wags. Uh, come back on, uh, come on back anytime, preferably as a member of the Ravens. And it has a picture of him like just outside of Jimmy's seafood. Cause they're all, anytime oh, there's a, anytime there's a free agent, they always try and recruit, uh, by saying like, Oh, crab cakes for life on us. If you come and sign with the Ravens. So you know what, Bobby Wagner, I've never had a Jimmy's famous seafood crab cake. Um, when, not if, when I go to Baltimore for my first home game, I am eating those crab cakes until I puke and then I'm going to eat some more and then I'm going to puke and I'm going to eat some more because I've heard they are just legendary. So if you don't believe, I, I well, I I, get... he, he clearly has had them. So go back, have some more, stay a while, play some football for us. I, I hope I'm there with you for that trip. Me too. We have to, we have to plan that accordingly. And I hope sure. Bobby Wagner's the middle linebacker and we can go meet him. <laughs> well, does anybody, any, who wears number nine in Baltimore? Oh, Tucker. Jay Tucks, the goat, baby. Well, good, good thing Bobby Wagner's bigger than him. Yeah, you ain't you ain't Bobby, no bigger than Justin Tucker. Let's see you kick sixty six. Bob, Bobby almost changed his number to nine this year. He, did, he only reason he didn't do it is because he didn't want to pay for the backstock. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, there's other numbers. Don't get hung up on the number, Bobby. Just know that you have a place in our heart. You're probably gonna get free. Uh, crab cakes from Jimmy's famous seafood, and uh, you'll make me really happy if that does anything for it. Bobby not coming to Baltimore, confirmed. <laughs> Bobby not coming, <laughs> confirmed. You heard it here first. Um, hashtag confirmed. Yeah, hashtag confirmed. Speaking of uh, of of games and going to games, you know what's hilarious? Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos travel to Seattle this year. Oh, that's right. I also heard one other thing that uh, on their schedule, and it must be that their crossover is the NFC West, is that they play uh, the Rams. And if Von Miller goes back to Denver, 
there could that be the season opener? Could imagine opening the yeah. damn season oh, man, with Russell yes. Wilson in SoFi Stadium wearing orange and playing the Rams and Von Miller is back with his old team. Uh oh my goodness. That would I would I would drop everything to watch that game as Russell Wilson's first game as a Denver Bronco playing the LA Rams in SoFi. Wow. You would watch you would watch it anyway. I mean I would I would okay. get excited to watch, like really excited. <laughs> Von Miller knew. Von Miller tweeted yesterday oh, that he wanted yeah. to go back to, to Denver. Von Miller knew. He knew. He, he, he knows he, what's up. Yeah, he had le- he at least heard something. Von Miller's reached that stage of his career that he's just ring chasing at this point. Von Miller knew. I mean, I don't think he if he has to pick between the Rams and the Broncos, I don't think he can make a wrong decision at this point. It's just kind of neat that he might be able to go back home for it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I really don't care. I I think yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Go go back to the Broncos. Yeah. Doesn't bother help, me. Help screws the Ram- it screws the Rams over a little bit more. So please go back to Denver. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And, and and Aaron Donald said he only comes back if they run it back, which means bringing back Vaughn Miller <laughs> and OBJ. So now maybe Aaron Donald retires. There you go. Oh yeah, yes, let's do it. Stafford to Seattle. <laughs> Denver signed brought signed Beckham too. <laughs> yeah, sign them all. Get Aaron Donald. Out. Get Aaron Donald out of retirement. Salary cap doesn't exist. That's right. The Saints have been playing off that myth for years now. Oh wait, until <laughs> Sean Payton was like, "Yeah, okay, we've 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 hit the end of the road with that." So uh, have fun with that, boys. Later. Um. Okay, you Chris. We're signed Taysom Hill to fake contracts so many times. <laughs> yeah. It's starting to bite us in the ass. Who would have thought? <laughs> Why do we sign this guy for for what was it like nine digits? Man, we look dumb. He got Russell Wilson money. Chase <laughs> yeah. him held to Denver. Hashtag confirmed. Yeah. Oh, look at the contracts. They just add up so easily. Maybe he's going to Seattle. Who knows? I mean, I heard I heard Denver might need a new tight end. So Chase him held within perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, we're almost at an hour here on uh, this quick episode that turned out to pretty much just be a full episode because you know what? Once in a generation does this kind of stuff uh, happen on the same day. Like the fact that we skipped over Aaron Rodgers like record setting deal is not only hilarious to me, but it just shows how I'm talking about him. It just shows how much actually happened in the NFL today. So um, I know you probably have days and days more of conversations with this. Um, what do you have for last words for today? Yeah, I, I definitely do because everybody knows that I'm a Seahawks fan. So everybody's <sighs> going to want my take on this. Yeah. It, it's like talking about my stupid hip. Everyone at work knows <laughs> that I got hurt. So everyone at work wants to know like, oh, like what happened? And having to respond like tell people over and 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 over again the same story um i i decided to stop telling people i tore my labrum and just say i tore cartilage because people don't know what the hell a labrum is um so eventually i'm just gonna say yep russ got traded and just walk away i don't know football and sports and stuff bye yeah go sports and walk away especially when people like I'm a bit of a snob 
and I'm willing to admit it, I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to discussing sports with certain people. Um, I love discussing sports with you. Obviously, we have a podcast. Um, you tolerate but there me. are Yeah. There's the people that like try to bring it up and like it feels like they're just trying to make small talk and I just yeah. don't have time for I don't I'm like I don't have time for this. Oh, like, small talking something that you're passionate about is the worst thing. Exactly. And you, that's exactly like you I, can't I don't, small talk talk passion. No, I don't enjoy talking sports with people that are trying to make small talk because I'm passionate about it. And it's just it's not a, a, a level of conversation. So yeah. um it, it's going to be very short conversations at work, luckily. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> some people I'll give the time of day. My, my dad and I are going to have a long discussion. Oh, about yeah. this, I'm sure. Um, but otherwise, I mean, like I said, guys, it's nobody believed in Pete Carroll and John Schneider, uh, back when they took over this team. Um, nobody, nobody believes in them now. Um, I mean, the, the analogy that I used earlier is Pete and John have been playing, uh, you know, with, with the hand that they've been dealt through these last few years. And that hand included a very expensive, um, you know, Joker card. And now they decided to throw out that deck and get a new, a new deck and try to reshuffle the, 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 the cards and see if they can get dealt a better hand. Um, that's kind of the best analogy I can give this is, you know, th this is the first time since the Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson that they have this much cap space and this much draft capital and this much ability to actually change the roster and create a roster back in Pete's vision. Uh, so everyone's talking about like, well, Pete's vision is um, a, a deadly defense in a strong run game. Okay, cool. Great. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. Like, it was like, well, Pete can't change. This is his, his, this is what he does. Yeah. That's great. The reason why Pete, the reason why the Seahawks haven't been successful, successful is because Pete can't change. Pete can't the reason change. Pete can't sex is probably more yeah. to do with his age. Because but... he's 70. <laughs> Glad we cleared um, up two things there. Yeah. And, and I mean, the Seahawks have been, I don't want to say bogged down with a elite quarterback contract because that's the last thing you want to say about a you know having an elite quarterback, but they have the opportunity now to get a quarterback in, hopefully on a rookie contract, restock the defense, get a strong running game, and get back to Super Bowl champions. So I don't know. I'm gonna preach patience Let, let's see what happens i'm gonna going to give it at least a year I'm, i want to say two years but i know realistically it's only <laughs> one um so i'm going to give it at least a, a a year let's see what happens let's see what they can do this year um and i don't know guys it sucks it sucks losing russ it sucks losing bobby but i i, I i'm a seahawks fan I, i'm not a individual player fan so with that guys thank you guys for tuning in follow us on twitter at ballhawks underscore pod and as always go hawks peace i'm matt kundal host of the sound off podcast the show about podcast and broadcast since 2016 we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, 
Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.